everyone. Before we get to today's episode, I would like to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the talented Jocelyn Soto. Diving into the world of Chicago Dark Nights with Hitting the Goal Line, it's a story filled with passion, friendship, and ice. Hitting the Goal Line is available on Kindle Unlimited and paperback on Amazon. And now on with the show. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Becky. And Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Becky. And Leah. Hey, Leah. Hi. Um. So we have this episode's dropping after the new year. We are all surviving the holidays. We are barely. I do think you're surviving. We didn't say how well you were surviving. <laughs> well, some of us were sick. Yes. It's okay. You can say you didn't want to people. I mean. No, I wish that's what it was because I made Christmas Eve dinner. I had the entire house ready. I was ready to go for Christmas. And, and then, then, no. And then you went to bed. Yeah, pretty much. Damn it. Um. So I think this topic works really well as we go into this holiday stretch, uh, but it's not releasing until after the new year, you know, when we're kicking off our new to you author challenge. It was kind of bad timing. It was a bad timing on that uh, release of the episode there, Rebecca. It it, it might be new to someone else. That's true. true. Our reread might be there new to them. Good point. Thanks, Jenny, for finding the right side yes. which you know in this group no, if any of us are ray of sunshine <laughs> we you are all progress. in trouble yep um the world is fucked <laughs> we are. It is. on um and also this episode isn't live this is one of our last ones that we're not recording live and jenny looks fancy i'm just she saying does. guys oh do you have do you makeup so on fancy. and like your hair is brushed? Did you did you yeah, have to go into the public? I did, did you... have to go into public, so okay. I mean, I just hung out with my family, so they don't care, right? Although, so I have to say this: so we do Christmas fireworks. So we had a fireworks show tonight. Well, that's exciting. They're birthday fireworks for the girl. Okay. Do you do birthday fireworks I... for the boy? No, because it's not Christmas. <laughs> my parents, I love my parents. The fact that they make well, a big deal she about never listened to this. <laughs> oh no, he he knows. He's never getting fireworks. But so since her birthday is a Christmas Eve, they try and make like a big deal about it because it's a birthday. And I mean, she kind of as, as I quote my mother, Nora gets the shaft for Christmas and her birthday because they're at the same time. So she gets fireworks every year. Which is really nice. Um, maybe we should do that for Mike Burrier because he never gets Father's Day. All of mm. his Father's Days are, well, not this year, but typically it's one of the children's birthdays. Yeah. so That's true. You should do fi- Father's Day fireworks. Father's Day fireworks this year for Mike. I, I do like a good There's firework. a lot of alliteration there. There is. Um Okay, so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are going to talk about the practice of rereading. The books and authors that are our comfort reads, books we use to reset when slumping, um, 
but also like some of us might not be rereaders because I'm gonna be real honest. Uh, since I found Kindle Unlimited and um, stopped having to rely on the library, I'm not much of a rereader anymore. No, no, I don't, I don't have time to reread. There are so many no. other books I want to read, and I have FOMO. But when you're in a really bad slump, do you ever go back to those books that like, you know how they're going to end, you know, it's a happy ending, you know, that you can rely on that author's words to make you happy? No, I don't. Maybe you would get out of your slumps faster if you did. Maybe. Um, so that's the first question. Are you a rereader? Yes. 1000%. Yeah. Jenny, are you a rereader? I am, but I, I'm kind of like on the fence here because I put in my notes that like I am a rereader, but I feel guilty then because I'm like, there's so many other books out there like waiting to be discovered. Yes, but there's a lot of bad books out there where I'm like, do I want to take the chance for this book that I have never read this author is going to be a bad book or do I want to read something that I know is going to bring me joy? So- there's another piece of it for me. While I might not reread, there are certain authors that I hold their books mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily read as they're releasing, knowing that I, like a Carrie Elks book, a Catherine Cowles book, I know that even if it's not going to be my favorite, most outstanding story I've ever read, it it's is reliable. It's reliable. It's going to be well-written. I'm not going to get too mad. The other piece that... I use a lot, and I think this is because this comes from somebody that, you know, because I used my library exclusively for seven years, one of the books that's types of books that was always available for checkout and always had huge quantities as far as, like, different titles, tropes, authors, were categories. Mm -hmm. So category romance, when I'm feeling like I need that comfort read or I need to kind of reset... I go to category. I pick up a Maisie Yates. I could not keep up with Maisie Yates as she releases. I mean, girl has like a thousand books, but they're all categories. That makes sense. And they're all cowboys. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, it's rereading in a sense that you always go back to that specific style. Yes. Yeah. I'm going back to the category, sometimes novellas. But a lot of times I have a love-hate relationship with novellas. Mm-hmm. We know. Okay. Because <laughs> they're dumb. And if anybody has listened to you, they know too. <laughs> they know. Well, I did a whole episode where I'm like, why do you read them? <laughs> why don't you read them? <clears throat> we know why Leah reads them. Dirty, <laughs> smutty do. Santas. I went through a Santa <laughs> rabbit hole. There's a lot of Santa daddies. There's a lot of taboo. It was delightful. And it was Christmas. Thank you. Amanda, so when you say you're a rereader, a thousand percent, how do you reread? Like, do you have certain titles, certain authors? Like, when you think, okay, you know what? I need to go back to what I love. I'm going to reread. What are you rereading? Or how are you rereading? Um, well, when I was, before I found Kindle, I was rereading Nora Roberts all the time. Um, because I could go back and reread while I waited on a new book to drop. 
but that has not changed. I am still rereading her books and now I'm rereading them on audio. So right now my reread for her is coming in the form of audio, but, um, still counts. Yeah. I, oh yeah. It counts. It just, I'm saying I'm not, you know, I'm not doing the actual, like, you know, the ebook reread as much, mm-hmm. but I would say I've, I've reread her books more than any other, but then, you know, I have, I have a few, like I have a lot of authors that I reread and a lot of times it's just because I need those characters or I need that style of writing or even, you know, if it's a long running series, like I need to refresh myself before a new book comes out. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of like what I do. And if, if any of the, and I can tell you right now, most of the authors that I will talk about on this episode, you can go back to the binging series episode and get the same ones from me (laughs) because they're all the same. It's really interesting that for you, it's the same authors that you are good to binge um, and that you do series refresh. I actually just recently had this thought because I think it's, is it book nine or book 10? Uh, Sawyer Bennett's getting ready to release in her, um, in her Titan series. And 10, isn't it? 10, I think, I think 10. 10. I had a thought like, let's look it up. Do I need to revisit Baden? Yes, and but you should listen to him. <laughs> well, right. Yes. I mean, I w- I'm not adverse to listening, re-listening to the books. But it was just that thought, like, you know, where where am I at in the team? Have I forgotten people? Um, no, it's book 11. It's book 11. Band 2 is book 10. So I did oh, have damn, that Sawyer. thought. I didn't realize we were that far. <laughs> but I did have that thought where I was like, do I need to? But then, you know, there's this book and this book and this book that I all need to read. Yeah, do, I mean, do it both. You <laughs> should listen to Baden while you do your house stuff because those things need to be done. Um, I'm working 10 hours a day. Those things are not being done right now. Well, you still you still do need to do them a little bit you can piecemeal that's that's where i get a lot of my rereading in now is i will listen to books that i love yeah as like i'm at work because i can't do book work at my real job if i'm actually doing like work work at my real job not that working. book work is yeah i have to do like actual work but it's a lot of typing and inputting information so like i'll throw a book on and like get lost as I write checks or pay bills or type up things. So so Jenny, when you go to reread, is it more about the author, the style, or the actual title? Uh, it's usually the author and the title. Like I have a favorite from a certain author. Like I definitely have books that I reread at certain times of the year based on like what's going on in my life. Um, like fall is super anxiety provoking for me because my kids are finally going back to school, but I also have to like entrust somebody else with taking care of them. So, mm-hmm. and then I have to people and talk to other parents and that usually doesn't go well for me. <laughs> um, so I have, like, I always read um, Cambria Herbert's uh, hashtag series, like the end of August just to kind of help comfort and yeah it's like kind of like feels like coming home like I like Leah was saying like I know exactly what's going to happen like I've read read them multiple times before but 
just that like comfort of knowing what's going to happen and that they make it through. Yeah. And this is more, oh, go ahead. I feel like that's the big thing with the rereads for me is like when I am in like mental or emotional upheaval is when the rereads in those comfort levels, like that's what I need. It helps reset because like reading is an escape. And like when I'm in those like upheavals, like those comfort rereads, like they help settle like my anxieties. So it allows a lot of the anxieties like that are being caused by outside forces to kind of settle a little bit too. So, and this might be a little more for Amanda because she's reading titles that are a little older. Um, What happens if you come across a reread and it doesn't hold up? That has not happened to me yet, Becky. That hasn't happened to you. <laughs> let's, not, let's not put that evil out into the world. <laughs> well, the only reason I'm thinking of it is when I reread last year in prep for our wedding episode, um, I reread Nora Roberts' The Bridal, the Bridal Quartet series, which mm-hmm. I love that series. But there are a couple of things in there that date it, like blackberries and needing a map. Um, and not being able to get a hold of somebody, um, it's yeah, stuff like I just, that. I just divorce myself from, from that happening. I mean, I think I just, I almost read those as kind of like, what were we talking, what were we talking about with Karen Gray? The, the classic. Yeah. The near now, historical. Like the, the near historical. That's what it was. I couldn't think of the term. I almost just like look at it like that now. Yeah. Like I just think about it as like, okay, this was set in whatever year it was set in and I'm just gonna like well and that's the thing like if you're reading historical romance in like modern times like you have to kind of like separate yourself like the historical like they're dating themselves and but they're purposely doing it so like well but Nora Roberts weren't purposely done those were written as contemporary but that's what brings it up actually is because previous to finding Kindle Unlimited and reading through the library I reread and owned copies of a lot of historical romances because that's where I started. And you go back and you read those and they're not, they're not written in today's standards of consent. Like Mm -hmm. many of those Joanna Lindsay books have no consent. Um, Julie Garwood's are better. And I recently did reread The Prize by Julie Garwood after she passed this year. And even her, like, Mercy, um, the Buchanans, I guess you could say that that's a comfort read for me, that series. Um, But those earlier books don't all hold up very well. Like, they're aged. Like Amanda said, they're near historical now. (laughs) But you have reread Brenda Morgan multiple times. Um, only because so I can make all you people read them. But but here's <laughs> the thing. Like you reread them though. Like you those books really brought you joy and you reread them, yes, to make us do it, but it made you do it. Same thing it, with Maya Banks Maya Banks KGI the series. KGI. I reread those because I needed you people to get on yes. the bandwagon and read well, them. And then, but you read the uh, Perfect Gentleman series. You reread those too. But again, to get you and people you discovered to read those a delightful, freaking books. But didn't you discover a delightful narrator in those ones? Wasn't um, he the, no. Renna Morgan, different... her narrator mm. is John Lane. 
and I oh, am yes. obsessed with him. Wait, I think he's doing a book that I just saw, he, like a new one that's coming out. I did see him. I can't think of, is it Alexi Blake? It might have been a Susan book. I don't know. Does somebody? Know. Ha- he does a lot of books with Russian accents um, because he has a really great Russian accent. Oh, now it's going to bug me. So he also gonna... does like a lot of church books. Yes. Church books. <laughs> Under a different name. <laughs> Jenny went like all stalker on him on my behalf. Weird. Yes, I, did. I mean, is it the podcast if one of us doesn't stalk somebody we talk about? I mean, I really do feel like, what does Heather call it? Stage, stage five clingers. Yes. I feel like we need t-shirts that say that. <laughs> That's our but content warning. Stage five cling certain things. Um, if you love it, you cling to it. There yeah. we go. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. Um, okay, so we heard that Cambria Herbert is Jenny's comfort read author. Amanda, who's a couple of your comfort read authors other than Miss Nora Roberts? <clears throat> uh, Riley Edwards is my probably my top one. Like I will pull out her books. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I need to cry. So I reread Declan and cried. So um, sometimes I just do that. Like, I feel like if I need to purge, I will pull out a book that I know is going to make me cry. And I don't know. I, I needed to. And so I did. Um, you, you feel justified in the blubbering? I, I, oh, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. I'm like, there's a there's a real reason for me to be crying right now. Um, I reread her books a lot since I found her. Um, I read almost 20 of her books this year, and she only released five. <laughs> So that tells you. Um, I was in the mood for a butt sex scene and I totally read Jana Aston. Like that's, I never am reading well, a book to cry. I'm never reading a book to cry. I can't make my, I don't I'm cry. reading a book for so, the butt sex. I read a book because I wanted to read nice. the butt sex. So Amanda's crying and Becky's reading for butt sex. That's what's happening right here. Also, side note, it's Riley's Dangerous Encounter book that John Lane is doing. Oh, okay. That's nice. Anyway, I'm just keeping it real. Like when I am in the mood for a book, I'm looking for someone that uses lube in a butt sex scene. Ooh, Jana does butt sex well. <laughs> she does butt sex really well. Oh my gosh. Hopefully nobody yeah. comes in like out of context in those ones. Oh, uh, remind oh, me to tell you later like what one to read that does not have lube that I was gonna tell you and I totally forgot oh, to message you. I just you read later. one I read one the other day that he just went right in and I was like, Ooh, that's not how that works. So I did a beta read on one that had some DP in it. And mm-hmm. there was no lube. And I just kept thinking, she, no woman is that worked up. Like, there's not that much moisture down there. There's just not, not enough to handle all of that. We have gone completely off topic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just, like, seriously, I want to buy, like, gallon bottles of bloob and send it to authors. This is one of those... People now I forgot the, the other authors I was going to say. Like, they need the live to see everybody's <laughs> facial expressions. No, this would get us kicked off the YouTube. Oh, YouTube God. can't handle us. Um, okay, um, Leah, who are your comfort authors? 
Um, okay. So Riley is a comfort author for me, but also I go back to Cynthia Eden's like protecting or wild ways series. I have, I was going through my rereads and they're either aliens or suspense. <laughs> Cause you know, why not? But um, cause Anna Hackett's like Eon warriors. Like I've reread that series like twice, which are aliens and suspense. Yeah. I was gonna say she does both it's a nice mix but i also have read the horde king series twice because it makes it brings me joy i have to marie kondo that shit right there because it brings me joy <laughs> um, i think mine yeah. are all mine are all romantic suspense or urban fantasy yeah there's just something paranormal. about it i don't know yeah. i mean suspense is like my go-to comfort read anyway so like naturally it's the rereads but as oe draven like alien with a tail yeah that brings me joy as well Jenny, do you have any odd things that bring you comfort to reread? Like butt sex or aliens? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not usually looking for the butt sex. Um, and like Amanda, I was like, man, she's really smart. Maybe I wouldn't have to spend so much money on therapy. <laughs> Maybe. I just use my books. But um, yeah, usually it's just like the comfort feeling. Like, yeah. Um, do you have any specific titles that you always reach for? We know Amanda had the one Riley Edwards title. Do you have any other specific titles? Like, I know that if I reread this, I'm going to feel like love and joy and, you know. Yeah, I think um, definitely like Tribute by Nora Roberts is probably my most reread. Um, I would say Tainted by Riley Edwards is probably the one I, I mm. reread the most. And then I think I do, um, I will reread any Alona Andrews book to make me happy. Like, I just, like, the Kate Daniels series, um, then her Hidden Legacy series, I, I don't know how many times I've reread those books, or there, I don't know, I said her, but it's a husband-wife duo, but um, yeah, and Suzanne Wright's another one, if I want just, like, steamy shifter romance i pick up her um phoenix back series the first one is uh, feral sins so those are probably my my main ones i think which i said those are all on my bingeable series list from that episode so leah do you have any titles that you pick up for reread automatically Mm, actually maria lewis hold me today i've reread that book like four times because there's just something about that story that I love and I've talked about it multiple times and have made multiple people read it, but just, I don't know that book and book two of that series. I just adore their characters. Um, but yeah, I'm more of a, I'll just go to my author and pick a random book that I haven't read for a while. So it doesn't necessarily matter the title specifically, just like, I'll like decide this is the series I want to go back into and just basically like swirl the swirl the dice roll the dice do you ever pick up a book and just go in to read one scene and I haven't done this in a really long time but there have been certain scenes in books that were really like that I just can't stop thinking about that are my Roman Empire so to speak mm -hmm. and I specifically go into that book for that scene read it and then I'm done. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. 
interesting. Yeah. Or if like I happen to come across like a TikTok or like an Instagram post with a quote from that book, then I'll be like, oh, I love that part. So I'll like go back into the book and just read that section. So sometimes like that's one reason I like people like that share quotes of their favorite like moments and books that are new to them. Because then I, like it makes me remember why I love that book. Like I recently went back and just read a scene from What Heals Us by Maggie Gates. And it's the scene where they're in snowed into the cabin together. And she's like, I do not need you to be my dad. I have a dad. (laughs) And it was just such a great sassy scene. Like she's such a great character. And he's so like, whoa, sorry. Like I wasn't trying to like, it was just fantastic. Also meet cutes. Meet cutes are another thing. Um, that I like to go back, but actually I think there's a voyeur scene that I really liked in um, Mary Lies when she finds him down in the basement. Oh, okay. I was like, you're going to have to be a little more specific. There's like when she first finds him down in the basement Yeah, and that scene. And I was just like, Hmm. Okay. So I did, I, you know, just went back and, picked that up and is that what you I, did with Jana asked and you went back to the butt sex scene no i well yes because i actually needed reference to like how much lube she like talked about so listen it's really bucking me the lack of lube in romance right now there's no lube shortage there is not no do your research friends do your research I, honestly mm-hmm. it makes me want to be oprah you get some lube and you get some lube. Everybody Buy, gets like, the lube. five gallon or the 20 gallon like hub or pallet of lube. Oh. Pallet of yeah, lube. She, yeah. Yeah. She has sent me the Amazon link. Mm-hmm. Oh my if it goodness. wasn't $1,200, you guys, I would totally buy it just for the sheer joy of watching it be delivered. Could you imagine being that <laughs> delivery person? Right. Like having to like forklift, right? Like I don't think that comes gallon in drum discreet packaging of lube to somebody's home. It's probably shrink wrapped. You can see exactly what it says on it. I just think it's question funny. what the fuck they're up to. I mean, brings me joy. I and mean, you do live near a college too, I so do. who knows? I do. Um. I think I think you were talking about you know going back and rereading scenes like yes. I do that a lot now for episodes. Yeah, that's so what I was gonna say. When we do the when we did the whole kiss one, oh, like yeah. I had a, I had so much fun like going back and finding all of those scenes in the books. It kind of is like with with Leah and the quotes. I like when we do those small niched episodes like that. Like when we did the wedding episode. And I think it was Jenny who called me when I'm in the middle of Walmart. And she's like, what about those people that just wake up married? Do we need some of those wrecks? And I'm like, yes, 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 we do. Of course. But then you have to sit there and you have to think, okay, what books did I read that? And I think it's Licked by Kylie Scott, which is one of my favorite rock star wake up married romances. And you reread that scene where she flips out that they're married um like it's so awesome because she's like i'm out gotta go bye 
<laughs> he's like, no, we're going to make this work. So I just like I like when we do those small little niched episodes because we do get to go back. And, well, I, and some sometimes for me, like I'll like if it's a book I haven't read, like I really just want to get to that scene. So I'll just search it and then read it and then be like, oh, I love this. I'm going to read the rest of the book now. I can't do that. Well, I'm a psycho like that. We all know it. So before we get to the next question, I want to stop in here and tell you all about a book that I think should be on your TBRs. Hitting the Goal Line by Jocelyn Soto is such an emotional, character-driven romance. It explores the complexity of friendship, love, and the consequences of one's actions. The hero, Blake, might be one of the swooniest heroes that I've read in a really long time. Hitting the Goal Line is book three in the Chicago Dark Knight series, and it is a must-read, standalone, childhood friends-to-lovers hockey romance. Grab your copy of Hitting the Goal Line today, available on Kindle Unlimited and in paperback. What are some things that you wish um, more people did when they reread? Like, do you wish that people would re-review when they reread? Like the book data review or yeah, just read, like, like I just read this. I reread this. This title is still so amazing. Um, or hey, I picked up this title after five years. Not so much anymore. Don't, yeah, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't fit the now. Do you do you wish people did that when they reread? I mean, rereading counts no matter how you do it. If you're someone that's keeping track of how many books you read and you have a reading goal, rereads count. Audiobooks count, ebooks count, physical book count. Like, we're not discriminating. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about, like, do you wish people would review their rereads? I mean, I look at those reviews a lot of times when I see them on Goodreads. If somebody says, you know, like, I just reread this and I loved it as much, you know, today as I did, like, whenever I read it, I will put that in a review if I reread a title consistently. I'm doing that with the Nora Roberts ones and, and audio because I'm I'm doing one on audio right now that's one of my favorites, but I don't love the audio. So like, I think I have like a really good review of the ebook and I will probably, when I get done, I'll be like, I don't love this audio as much as I love the book. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, I, was, I read those I a lot. when that happens. Like if it's a book that I love, but I don't mesh with the narrators, yeah. I'm like, dang it, they ruined it for me. I'm really on the struggle bus with some narrators, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And using, I oftentimes like you, I do use audio books as my reread, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. using audio. I We just did Good Luck Charm by Helena Hunting. That was a reread oh, yeah. for me. I did the audio. I really enjoyed those two narrators. Um, but I did another one recently that wasn't a Rena Morgan. It was somebody else. And I didn't love the mashup of those two narrators. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of stunted the book for me. And it made me wonder, maybe this isn't a title to pick up again. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the um, yeah. that's the worry, too, is like, do you want to ruin a book for yourself? Well, but that's mm -hmm. why I like I that's why I asked you about the Nora Roberts books. Do they still hold up? Because that's the risk, especially if we go back and if we read the contemporaries of the early 2000s, uh, from 2010, you know, especially if you're picking up contemporaries that came out 
in the Fifty Shades of Grey boom. Like, I want to go back and reread the Shayla Black Wicked Lover series. Like, I'm I used to love that series, but I mm-hmm. stopped after a while just because, like, I think I found Kindle or things got busy or whatever, and I haven't gone back. And I thought I'm going to go back to the beginning and I'm going to read these Wicked Lovers, and then I start to worry. Because like Fifty Shades of Grey with my 2023 eyeballs, that was a really rapey book. Did it open up mm-hmm. a genre for a lot of people? It a thousand percent did. Did it open up the door for indie authors? A hundred percent it did. But the actual book is not well written and rapey. So that's the fear in going back and reading some of those older books. Yeah, and I think that might be true with historicals, which I've been on a, like, I've kind of wanted to go back and reread some older historicals just to see, because I haven't done it in a really long time. Um, But I think I can get away with with it on the Nora Roberts books, because the majority of the things that don't hold up are the tech. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's not the consent that doesn't hold up. And she still tells a really good story and there's still like all these elements that make sense and they still make me happy. But I think her biggest problem is the tech. So I just look at it as like a, you know, this was written before these things were invented. Like I'm okay with it. But yeah, I think, I think maybe the, you know, historical one, I don't know. I've I've been thinking about it lately. So. Well, and I know like with Julie Garwood with the Buchanan family, the last book she released, the hero uses no condoms there's no condom conversation there is like nothing about condoms in that entire book and I even went back and read and I'm like did she talk about birth control but I also have to remember she was like 74 which wrote that book and you know and I know she was a little catholic lady I mean she might not have been practicing but you know so we all all know that story we did but I just had that moment of huh so that wasn't so much that the book was dated but the author writing it like mm-hmm. herself was aged like we aged that book right there because but then we were in book club i think it was last weekend we were at book club and jen ellen or festivus we were at festivus and jen ellen brought up that she has noticed a trend in books that were having a lot less condom discussions and a lot less birth control discussions in some of the newer releases in 2023. Well, and if you notice, like in darker romances, there's less condom use than contemporary. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting, too, that while use of a condom birth control in those discussions don't necessarily age a reread, but it could make you like kind of perk up and be like, huh, they really didn't use a lot of condoms in 2010, you know? Yeah, I read a book recently that was a newer release that had no discussion. And I was kind of like, wait, what? Right. So yeah, I and I'm, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's a trend, but I'll have to like pay closer attention if she's noticed that. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just interesting. And those are the things I worry about with rereading books that have been around a minute that, you know, like, is it going to have is it going to feel contemporary? Mm-hmm. Um, is there going to be consent? And I have no issues. I was reading an article the other day talking about, like, we should start seeing uh, COVID-19 mentions in our contemporaries because these would have been the books that were the books coming out 
in the later half of 2023 and early 2024 or the ones that were written and bought in 2020 and early 2021. And I don't even think we saw it in the indies that obviously released mm. very soon. I don't think it'll ever touch. I don't I think mean, there are a couple that like they either commented on in passing or it was like a main staple of like the way the book played out. Yeah. But it's like a small smattering out of like thousands of romance books. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see it. I am curious though, like the condom use. Mm -hmm. If that is something that people are <sighs> obviously we're going to have newer and younger authors Office, coming yeah. into the industry right mm -hmm. um these the young millennials the gen zers that are writing and bringing in and they're kind of far removed from the aids epidemic of the 80s and the 90s and they didn't they had probably gen x or parents older gen x or parents condom discussions are different so i wonder if that is some of what we're seeing too um if it's a younger a author really Right. Like I was thinking it's how the books are a reflection of the time and like you could see kind of the ebb and flows of multiple different things. But like, yeah, I'm like, oh, man, you guys need to be safe. Right. Well, it kind of <laughs> made me think because so I equate rereading to rewatching TV shows. So right. I have TV shows that are comfort watches for me. And I recently learned that this is a sign of ADHD to have like a comfort watch, particularly if you have a rotation of comfort watches, <laughs> FYI. So self-diagnose here, people. If you have a rotation. So Michael, Michael's incessant need to watch The Office before we go to sleep is a sign of his ADHD. A hundred percent, yes. See, you guys have already had me questioning myself, reading Matching All the Way, and now you're having me question myself even more. <laughs> but like- I have certain ones for like certain, like when I'm sick, I watch this one. When I'm like- Oh, you have like moods? I watch so do moods. I. Yeah, I have like set. So yep. I have certain feels. Like if I need to feel like the world as a whole- is an okay place to be, I rewatch The West Wing. If I how need justification. That, that, that feeling though? Um, about every 18 months to two years. <laughs> every 18 months. If I need to know, like, there are killers and murders, Criminal Minds. And actually, Criminal Minds is kind of a comfort watch too. Like, Oh, I like a good Criminal same. Minds. Um, me too. But the one for me that is kind of one of those that, like, reaffirms that I went to medical school but didn't go to medical school. Um, I like to rewatch ER. Um, oh, I was just hard. talking about that. That is so dated at times, though. But I if you think so about much. early... So if you look at ER as yeah. a, a rewatch, there mm -hmm. is so much conversation about AIDS, the AIDS epidemic, the use of condoms, the exposure oh, to yeah. AIDS. I mean, it's like... And vaccines. Like, it's all over, Right. Mm -hmm. But then if you go and watch newer medical shows, like I've watched Chicago Med or I didn't ever do none of that. I didn't do any Grey's Anatomy or anything like that. But I think there's another medical show. There's never any mention of like constant AIDS testing, AIDS patients. It's rare and far between. And so that so what I'm trying to say and relate here to is kind of like condoms in the books. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. 
be hard would be this change. You know, like we expect tons of conversations about contraceptives and keeping yourself safe from transmission of diseases like AIDS. But current but viewers, that readers might not us. have that same experience. It's what? That also ages us. It does it age shows us. our age. It also, we just freely diagnosed Amanda with ADHD. Yeah, so. apparently. <laughs> You're apparently. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I Listen about romance, diagnosing craziness. Well, like, okay, off of uh, like one of my favorite shows to rewatch is Seinfeld. Oh, I love okay, that show. But that show doesn't work now. No, it doesn't. Like if everybody has a cell phone, 90% of their problems are fixed. Like, yeah. yeah. But even some of the slang and conversations and oh, things so, that like, happen. so like controversial now. Those oh, do yeah. not hold up. I mean, there's a whole episode that like, is just not okay. Actually, there's multiple episodes like, that are just not just okay. <laughs> there's a lot of episodes that are just not okay anymore, but they're still so funny. But I also, I honestly think we'll start to see that with Friends too. Oh, that yeah. those are gonna not oh, yeah. hold up anymore. Oh yeah, and I, I rewatch that all the time. So I mean, I can tell you that some of those episodes definitely don't hold up. But I'm, mm-hmm. I still rewatch them. I will always oh. rewatch them. That's my, that's my comfort rewatch. Um, I put it on like it's on like a lot. I have HBO Max specifically, so I can put it on whenever I want. Um, but yeah, it's definitely aged. Um, but I like I had, an ugly Betty see, rewatch too. Did you see the whole thing on Threads where they were doing like ten shows to get to know me? Oh no, I missed like so that. you put down so you put down your ten like favorite shows. So mine had ER, and it had like Friends and like. <laughs> so many other ones and I was like I I was like I ended up taking it down because I was like I don't think any of these people on here have even know what these shows are even know what they are they don't understand what it means when you scream pivot in a high-pitched voice oh my gosh I do it all the time oh my god you guys I to be honest it's interesting because I am not a tv watcher um typically like I don't sit down to watch tv um, mm-hmm. lately Mike and I have been we've been binge watching Suits which Michael's like oh. he has we have thoughts anyway um, does he not understand the draw no he do- oh he likes it he likes it we hate the flashbacks like we have bonded even deeper in our marriage over our hatred of flashbacks um, so but he's also like I'm fairly certain he's in the camp that Meghan Markle he wouldn't give up his kingdom for Meghan <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we just we binged that like a couple of months ago. I'm just so. confused why like season one through eight is on Netflix, but if you want nine and ten, you have to go. Over you have to, to go someplace else. Prime, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it makes zero mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Oh, because I didn't realize that at first, and I thought the end of the one on Netflix. I was like, what is happening? I was like, this cannot end this. <laughs> I got super mad about it, and then I had to look it up. I was like, okay. I mean, anger is deserved there. Like, why would they do that? That's so dumb. Oh my god. And anyway, back to the episode. Sorry. <laughs> we have another tangent. Yeah, Here we probably. go. Um, if <sighs> you aren't rereading, is there a specific type of book that you use to reset? So, like, I will use con- uh, categories to reset. Leah always goes for the dirty, naughty novellas. Yep. Yep, I do. Um, the dirtier, the better. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's your step uncle, like, wearing a Santa suit, Leah's in. 
No, he was he was the step grandfather. Oh, oh better. Oh, better okay. Was there a little yeah. breeding kink where you kind of make elves or something? I mean, there was breeding kink, no making elves. But Wander was on the cover, people. It makes it all better. Uh, Wait, did you guys see he shaved his beard? No, I haven't been on social media. I, yeah, he looks adorable. I, I love it. No. I like it so much. He has like scruff. I'm sure it's coming back. <laughs> don't you worry. I need the beard. Honestly, I, I saw him it. and I was like, who is that? But then, but then I saw it again. It's just not the same. But anyway, but Wander was on the cover. So of course I'm going to read it. I'm not happy to hear this news of a shaving. Are you looking it up? I am looking it up because. Go to his Instagram. Yeah, I was, yeah. Was, I was, he I had was a Christmas like, hat happened? on. I do not like this, said I. I do either. Sam, I am. I do not like this. This is wrong. That See, is I just, one of those people I just, that like, should always have a beard. But he's so pretty no matter what. I am not okay with it. I, I but have I think to agree if we with Amanda. Got, like some people. But mm. Here's the question though. If that was his regular and he grew the beard out, would it be a different reaction? No. 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 He needs a beard. I don't know. I like him without the beard. It's but... wrong. He's wrong. You're wrong. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Amanda, is there any is there a specific type of book you use for resets? Even if it's a new um, book, you're not rereading, but is it a is it a type of book that you use for your resets? Um, I would my go-to romantic suspense I will reread obviously and then I think other than that um I like a good like paranormal like to mm. reset like I like a really just like a really good paranormal to, I will say those Vera, Vera Valentine those fun the little oh, yeah. quirky books um or the Maeve Black which I read her uh Mon Dear Monster Claws one with the candy cane penis dragon um that was also oh, delightful. Also, I did. I just did um, Amy Award's other pen name, AD Award. She has oh, yeah. some really like little spicy, quick ones. So I just I used. Um, I did one of hers. I think it was like one of her Curvy Girl books that I just did for a reset. It was really good. Nice. But it's like those short, sweet little yeah. stories that just like you can just bust it out, and it makes you happy. If there's a lot of plot. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't need a lot of plot. Jenny, what it's is just... your reset go-to? Um, usually like a mac and cheese read for me. I thought she was going to say Green Valley. Which is a <laughs> mac and cheese read. <laughs> I mean, big, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, I just want something that's not like, I tend to read a little more angsty um, romance. So sometimes I just need these people to have their shit together and get through it <laughs> not all the drama because none so, of us do so we have to our characters exactly sometimes i need like the hope that like someday it might be possible to get your shit together yeah not if you have four children that's true let me hold on to the dream Becky. okay maybe when they're out of the house dream big jenny dream I big some of them are leaving <laughs> i was gonna say um drink tequila i hear that helps it does <laughs> jen in it a coffee mug better. i hear helps it that was my christmas drink in my in my gin mug in your my gin, gin mug. in my gin mug 
Um, okay, it so had a handle. we went. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to share about rereads? Because we are we left field. We did. I'm not sure. Merry unscripted. Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm not it's sure. Unscripted year, is our. Uh... Oh, see, <laughs> I'm already <laughs> This is what happens when we record the week of Christmas. <laughs> I'm just starting to be concerned about our thoughts of going unscripted. <laughs> I think yeah, that did. people will like it. I hope so. It will bring them joy. <laughs> Leave reviews and out of context quotes. Please. And thank oh, you. Oh, goodness. There's going to be some really good ones tonight. Um, okay. Okay. So guess what, guys? Guess what time it is? <gasps> it's that time. It's that time, everyone. The book. Book of, of the, the week. I cannot wait to do this awkwardly on live. Oh, it's going to be the best. <laughs> it's going to be hand awesome. gestures. With hand gestures and jazzy hands. Um. Leah, you just keep on practicing your jazz hands there, sister. I have I have jazzed hands since I was three years old. <laughs> um, Leah, what's your book of the week? Um, so I read Monster Without Mercy by Cynthia Eden. So it is it's one of her like paranormals. So he is like the king of destruction who if he does good, he has like basically flinches. And he finds out there's a descendant of an alien or an angel who is going to break this curse that he's under. And so he goes to like the upper, like the earth realm, like not the earth realm, but like the realm where everybody else lives and deceives her. And she goes through the wishing well portal to his land and she rides a dragon. It was delightful. It's a lot. There's changelings. Yeah. It was really good. It was actually really good. It had a lot of like really well done story and the character development was really good. And like the, the fate that they were like meant to be together. It sounds a little far fetched, but it's, it's delightful. It's one of her newer releases. It came out in October, November, maybe. And I just got around to reading it. Okay. But it was really good. Um, Jenny, <laughs> I guess I'll say you're welcome. Jenny, what are your book? What is your book of the week? I have two, Matching All the Way and Trick Play by Veronica Eaton. I finally, Becky, like, told me enough to, like, get me to actually... She, like, shouted at you in text messages, like, three days in a row. And now you have to read Iced Out. I mean, the whole beeper thing was a whole other conversation. But, um, yes, I have already started Iced Out. This is definitely my jam. Nerdy, college... It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And the rep in matching all the way for ADHD. Yeah. It was like spot on. (laughs) Well, in loving somebody where they're at. Yes. And not like definitely for that one. um, Yeah. Just the way that he supports her by not doing things for her. Yeah. If that makes sense. He doesn't try to take over. He doesn't try to fix her or be like, oh, this is the better way to do it. Or I did this, this, and this for you because you weren't getting to it. He just lets her be. And I think the swooniest scene in that whole book is when she falls asleep in the car and he just drives around to be with her. Like I'm like, I used to do that for my kids. Can somebody do that for me? Same. I'm not a car sleeper, <laughs> but yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. I slept in your car, so. That's fair. I'll drive you around, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, have you read that yet? Matching I other- did. I- I read both of those this week as well, and they were I, they were so good. 
that's what I said. Like I'm self-diagnosing myself over here after I read that book. And now we've had this conversation. Yeah, it was, I loved both of those books. Um, so Amanda, what was your book of the week? So my book of the week was playing with lies by Riley Edwards. Um, no, no surprise. She actually like surprise dropped this yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, she put out a pre-order like five days before it was ready and said, you know, Merry Christmas. And she wrecked me. I don't know if, like, I don't know what I'm going to read now. Like, I'm broken. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's the the secondary story in this book it, that is, it like, is. the heartbreaking part of it. Because I just yeah. read it, too. It's not my book of the week, as we know. But it's the secondary story that you're like, oh, my. Yeah. So this is her first book in her Hollow Point series, which is the spinoff of Triple Canopy, which is my favorite. Um but this is like, it, it can be read as a standalone. Mm -hmm. um, like you don't need to read any of the other ones. You could totally start here, but it's Dalton and Vanessa. And um, yeah, the the secondary story going on in this book is just, it's really well done. Like the whole, it centers around a family member of hers and it's, I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm a mess. Like I cannot, I have no idea what I'm going to read next. Like she, cause she's usually who I reread when like I have a book hangover and so now she's, she's stuck she, now now I don't know what I'm gonna do so yeah um I hear your husband Jasper Walker Jasper Walker might be a good place to go yeah True. I mean he was he, not in this an, book she mentions his name one time and I feel like she did it just for me so I'm just saying because she messaged no, me we today, are not stage so. five clingers in this yes group. I am I am and I'm Amanda totally fine with stage it. Ten clear with yeah. that one. I feel like we're yeah. gonna get restraining orders, you guys. She knows. They live in different states. Yeah, we're good to go. It's safe. It's safe for right now. Just wait till June when we're all in Louisville. Yes. No, because then I was just I will You'll run into a puddle and run away. We will not let you. We yeah. will not we will let you. hold your Becky hand. Let you. I won't let you. I'll my, hold your hand but... and make you stand next to me. You don't have to talk. We'll all be sweaty messes. Like, let's be yes. honest. We're all oh going to be sweaty God. messes, but um, we won't let you melt. Um, so my book of the week is Boone by Sawyer Bennett. This is book 11, did we decide? Mm -hmm. In the Pittsburgh Titan series. Um, I'm not a crier. I am not a crier. But I am a hospital mom, and this is a story of a sister, an adult sister of a young kid who is 10 or 11, who has terminal cancer. And she gets all the hospital, the feelings, the trap of being a caregiver and just wanting something for yourself and the need for it, but not feeling guilty when you do get it. And um, yeah, you're going to want some tissues just reading this. I read her author dedication, Jenny. It's like from the whole book. Yeah. Like um, the only thing I'm sad about is the... Um, Jeremy York is the audio narrator and Stella Hunter and I I am not a Stella Hunter fan she does this nasally nose thing that 
I just want to be like punch her in the face and make her stop doing it. Like I feel aggressive when she talks. I don't, I can't listen to her. There, like there's a cadence of her voice that throws She's very off. slow, I think, in her pronunciation and her delivery of words. And it's all through her nose. <clears throat> I just, well, and I already speed mine up, so. Anyway. Um, so major, major update, major update. If you're part of our Patreon, you already have this information, but this is the first time that we are announcing it here in the podcast feed. Um, we are thrilled to share this major update with you all. Buzzing about romance podcast is going live. Um, we're so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to see jazz hands and awkward book of the week, shout outs, you are going to want to join us starting January 14th, um, over on our YouTube, um, we are going to be recording our sessions live and streaming them out directly to you so that you can experience all the magic. All the magic. Um, and I'm really excited. We did our year-end episode as a live stream to test it out to make sure everybody was comfortable and things were going well. And it was a lot of fun. It, it really was. It was. I liked that people were in the chat interacting with us and sharing titles and um, answering questions and stuff. So I am super excited that starting January 14th, every Sunday, um, holiday schedule might need tweaked. I'm still looking at all of that. But starting January 14th, every Sunday, live on the YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, But don't worry, we still will be dropping those episodes into our regular podcast feed the following Sunday. So you won't miss anything if you just stick with us on the podcast feed. But if you want to check us out over on the YouTube, um, you can find us there every Sunday at 9 p.m. I'm super excited about it. Our year-end review episode already has like 60-some views. So I'm like, wow, people are watching us. Um. So there is that. Uh, make sure you save the date. Set reminders. You can find more details on our website. And we will link our YouTube channel over there. Patreon update. Um, I feel like we need more n- awkward announcements in our life. So I'm going to try out some Patreon ones. Um, celebrating one year in the hive is Amy S. Amy, thanks for joining us. Um I believe Amy's the one that came and joined us at the HEA Readers event. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was very sweet. Um, and then celebrating two years is Jenna. And Yay, Jenna. Three years is Susie. <gasps> Susie. <laughs> Leah's roommate. My readers. <laughs> her, her, her trope. Her one bed trope. My one bed. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for continuing to support the pod. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you for continuing to support the podcast and being a part of our Patreon. We are super excited you are here. And we look forward to having you um, for all the fun in 2024. Um, swag packs are headed out this week. I'm so excited to share that our swag pack sponsoring authors for January 2024 are author Sienna Snow and Kaylee Win- Kayleen Winters. Um, 
swag packs go out to fancy drinks cold brew and queen bee tier and we still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers mood reader cards and other fun things this month's buzzing about romance sticker is brought to you by jenny and it sparkles oh it's a good one people it's a good one <laughs> they are mailed monthly around the 10th of the month and we do ship these internationally the perk is mailed um on the 10th if you join after the 10th your first swag pack will come out the following month um because of our amazing patrons we're able to bring you three episodes a week and we're still working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat and all members of Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like Buzzing Book Club. Um, and you can find a list of our events on our website at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events, including happy hours, IG lives, and book clubs. We have some amazing happy hours coming in the works uh, later in January. <clears throat> but I just confirmed the last author for May of 2024 for book club. So if you are doing your research and check out the Buzzing About Romance book club page, it will tell you what authors are going to be joining us each month. Um, but Mays is not up there yet, but I'm going to tell you when two of the people on this episode find out who Mays is, they are going to be over the moon ecstatic. Like again, we might end up with restraining orders. We're not that bad. I'm guessing I'm one of those people. Uh, you and Leah, and then, well, Heather oh. and Heather. Oh. Y'all. Is it? I mean, it, I'm going to have to give you down, notice it. But, but it doesn't like, narrow it down. Check out our website. <laughs> check out our website if you're really curious. Um, thank you, everybody, for hanging out and talking about rereading. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yes. We're sorry we took a yeah. sharp left and never really came back. Nope. nope. It's fine. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. If you're ready for a journey through the thrilling Chicago Dark Knight series, check out Hitting the Goal Line, which is a best friends to lovers, close proximity, new adult hockey romance that will have you swooning in the penalty box and cheering for love on and off the ice. Hitting the Goal Line is available on Kindle Unlimited and in paperback on Amazon.